Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. Margaret's cakes were so delicious that no crumbs were left for the fairies. When they kidnap Margaret to bring her to fairyland, she'll have to outwit them if she wants to go home. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete Barefoot Fairies collection, along with songs, activities, coloring sheets, and more. The Fairies and the Cake Baker Once there was a woman whose name was Margaret. Now Margaret was a great cake baker. She made chocolate cakes and strawberry cakes. She made birthday cakes and wedding cakes. She made crumbling sugary shortbread and zesty lemon slices. People came from miles around to buy Margaret's cakes. They were delicious. People from miles around weren't the only ones who loved Margaret's cakes. The fairies loved them too, whenever they got a chance to eat any. For when people ate Margaret's cakes, they often forgot to leave any crumbs. When the poor fairies came for their share, not a scrap nor skerrick of cake could they find. This went on for a good long while, and they began to grumble amongst themselves. It's not fair. We haven't had any of Margaret's cakes for weeks and weeks, they said. So they made a plan. They decided they would kidnap Margaret and take her to Fairyland and there they would keep her forever and ever to bake them cakes. The very next day the fairies waited quietly, hidden under a bush at the side of the road. Every morning Margaret would walk down the road to collect her milk from the dairy. That morning as she rounded the corner the fairies flew out from their hiding place and sprinkled fern root in her eyes. Now fern root contains a special kind of magic which makes you feel sleepy. Margaret gave a great big yawn and sat down. Then she fell sound asleep, and the fairies carried her away to fairyland. When Margaret awoke, she found a hundred pairs of little eyes watching her. Her heart began to beat quickly, but she wasn't going to let the fairies know that she was frightened. Oh, is this fairyland? she said. I've always wanted to come to fairyland. The fairies nodded. Yes, this is Fairyland, Margaret, and we're going to keep you here forever and ever to make us cakes. Margaret looked sadly at the fairies. They were a skinny-looking bunch. Doesn't anybody ever feed you cake? she asked. No, nobody ever feeds us cake, lamented the fairies. Well, that's a crying shame. Everyone deserves cake every now and then. I tell you what. I'll make you my favourite cake, a chocolate cake with delicious thick gooey chocolate icing. The fairies danced about in delight. Wait, cried Margaret, if I'm going to bake you a cake, I'll need a few things. And she began to list the ingredients, flour, sugar, butter, eggs, cocoa, salt and milk. Well, when the fairies heard this long list, they stopped their dancing for fairies don't eat the sorts of foods we eat. They nibble upon nuts and berries and drink fine forest wine. But we don't have what you need, they grumbled. Well, that's another shame, sighed Margaret, for without them I can't bake you a cake. Mind you, I've an idea. My cupboards are filled with things I need. Why don't you fly back to my home and fetch them? Margaret's eyes twinkled as she spoke for she had remembered that fairies cannot abide noise, and this had given her an idea. Nodding their heads in excitement, 
the fairies spread their wings and flew away from fairyland, over the fields and in through Margaret's kitchen window. There they collected the flour, sugar, butter, eggs, cocoa, salt and milk. Then back to fairyland they flew. Why, thank you, said Margaret. Next I'll need a bowl and a spoon for stirring. The fairies hunted high and low throughout fairyland and they brought back a bowl that was the size of an egg cup and a spoon that was no bigger than a matchstick. Margaret shook her head. These are too small. Fly back to my home and fetch my big bowl and my wooden spoon. Well, up hopped the fairies. They spread their wings and flew over the fields back to Margaret's house. It took ten fairies to lift the bowl and five to carry the spoon. When they returned, Margaret thanked them politely and began to mix the ingredients. First she creamed together the sugar and the butter and then she added the eggs, beating them as hard as she could. All of a sudden she stopped and sighed. Oh fairies, she said, whenever I'm baking at home, I have my cat Ginger with me. Ginger purrs and that purring makes me feel all peaceful. I feel nervous making a cake away from my kitchen without her. So would you be so kind as to fetch Ginger and bring her here to calm me? Well, the fairies wanted the chocolate cake, so they spread their wings, flew out from Fairyland, over the fields and back to Margaret's house, where they picked up Ginger, who was curled up by the fire, and carried her all the way back to Fairyland. Thank you kindly, said Margaret, and she took the surprised Ginger from the fairies. She petted the cat, and Ginger began to purr loudly, but not loudly enough to disturb the fairies. Margaret began to stir the cake once more. In went the flour and cocoa, with a pinch of salt, when she stopped again. Oh, fairy, she cried, when I bake in my own kitchen, I always have my dog Rufus with me. He sits on the mat and his tail slaps on the floor and it helps me keep my rhythm with the stirring of the cake. Without him, the cake will be sure to go flat. Please, would you fly back and fetch Rufus for me? So the fairies spread their wings, flew out of fairyland, across the fields and back to Margaret's house. They swept up Rufus and carried him back to fairyland. Rufus gave Margaret a great big lick and then settled down by her feet. Once again, Margaret began to stir the cake, this time to the thump, thump, thump of Rufus's tail on the floor and the warm, breathy purring of Ginger. With all the thumping and the purring, it was a little less quiet in fairyland, but it was still not noisy enough to bother the fairies, so they went about their business. Once again, Margaret stopped her stirring. Ah, she cried, there is my baby. She will have woken from her nap, and when she finds I'm not there, she will cry and wail. And when I think of her crying and wailing, it makes me weep and my tears will roll down into the cake mixture and make it bitter. Oh, please, fairies, will you fly home and fetch my baby? So once again, the fairies spread their wings, flew out of fairyland, over the fields and into Margaret's house. There they found the baby in the cot. They picked her up and carried her back to fairyland. When they set the baby down in Margaret's arms, she began to cry. And how that baby cried! The dog's tail thumped and the cat purred and the noise was all too much for the little people. They put their hands over their ears and shouted crossly at Margaret. Make that baby stop crying! But Margaret just shook her head and called above the din. I can't stop now. 
I'm at a very important stage with the stirring. You might want to fetch my husband Tom because sometimes he can calm the baby. Off the fairies flew, over the fields, and into Margaret's house, where they swept Tom up by the seat of his trousers. He arrived in fairyland with a bewildered look upon his face. But hearing the baby crying and seeing Margaret so busy, he reached down to pick up the baby, and he accidentally trod on Ginger's tail. This, of course, made Ginger yowl loudly, and she leapt up in fright onto Rufus's back, digging in her claws. Rufus howled and began to bark as he tried to shake off the cat. All this commotion made the baby cry louder still. The fairies couldn't stand it. They loved cake, but they couldn't bear all that noise. They opened the doors to Fairyland and pushed Margaret, her husband Tom, the baby, Ginger the cat and Rufus the dog out into the evening air. The doors of Fairyland shut firmly behind them. Margaret found herself and her family standing under an early night sky, in the middle of the fields, clutching her mixing bowl. She had escaped. But Margaret had a kind heart. She felt sorry for all those fairies who had never had any cake. So she finished baking the cake and smothered it with thick chocolate icing. Then she carried it back to the fields and left it at the door of Fairyland. The fairies were so pleased when they found it that they left the purse of gold under Margaret's pillow just to say thank you very much. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.